North Pole Hotline, Mrs. Claus here. My holiday shopping list is so big, I can't wait for Black Friday. Get to Old Navy's biggest sale of the year starting tomorrow. Old Navy? Beat the crowds for 50% off your entire purchase. 50% off? Plus, this Friday only, Old Navy's famous cozy socks are just a buck in stores. Old Navy's giving $1 for every pair sold up to a million dollars to boys and girls clubs. So I can do good, look good, and get 50% off your entire purchase at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1121 to 1123. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Cozy socks valid 1123 in stores only. Limit 10. Blog Talk Radio. Oh my gosh, I have missed you guys so much. You have tuned into Dr. Low Radio. I am your host, Dr. Lauren Noel. And for you guys who have been so patient waiting for another episode, I so appreciate it. I think it's been about three months since I posted the show. And no, I wasn't ever planning on stopping the show. It's just been really busy, just to be totally honest. It's been really busy. I've been so just rocking it with the practice and, and, you know, we're growing the team and I just needed a little bit of balance. So I had to take a little bit of a step back. I was not planning on doing it. It's just every week we roll around and there's more projects. And so anyways, I am back. I love you guys. I've really missed it. I was actually really looking forward to doing this show tonight and just getting back on the airwaves and reaching all of you all over the globe. It's amazing. The internet is so, so powerful for you guys who were at the bullet conference over the weekend. Hopefully you were able to stop by the Shine booth. We were there for the three days doing IVs and doing shots and just educating people more about naturopathic medicine, and it was a really cool turnout. I actually didn't get to go myself, but my staff was there, and it was just a really awesome turnout. So hopefully you guys got to enjoy some of our IV nutrition. If you guys don't know what that is, it's basically using vitamin and mineral IVs, which is intravenous, right into the bloodstream. It's crazy stuff, and it's 100% absorbed, so, so powerful. Um, so yeah, we did that and let's see, I'm trying to think what else is new in my world and catch you guys up in the last three months. What else? I went to Mexico. I needed to have just a relaxing getaway. That was awesome. Um, I went to Europe at some point. I think I've talked to you guys since then, but yeah, it's just been crazy. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a a California homeowner starting Friday. So I'm moving into a new place and Really excited to get my gardening on and start cooking some more. I know I've been saying for a long time I want to do cooking videos, so I really mean it this time. <laughs> and um, I have a little, little small little guest house behind the, the house I can use for um, recording videos. So I've been wanting to do that for a long time, so now it gives, gives me a little kick in the pants to make that happen. Um, so yeah, when I get the place set up, I'll post some videos or, um, you know, some pictures on Instagram and you guys can follow that. If you haven't followed me on Instagram, check me out. Um, my username is healthy low, healthy L O. And, um, I've also been using Snapchat a lot lately. I'm the only person that I know who's in their thirties using Snapchat. Everyone's like teenagers in their twenties, but I love it. So check me out on Snapchat. My username on there is also healthy low. You can see some of the day-to-day stuff I'm doing. It's mostly me and my dog, but, you know, some nutrition things and little facts here and there, but mostly that. And sometimes I'll sing on, on that, that as well. So um, what else? I think that's kind of the update on my life. I also wrote a short ebook uh, called Wired But Tired. It's a guide of how to set up your day to where you actually have energy all day long. You guys can check that out over at DrLaurenNoel.com. And if you're new to the show, welcome. I've been doing this show for about five years or so, almost, I think, five years in January, and um, just been a slow and steady progression and growth over the years. It's been a lot of fun. I think we've done about 145 shows at this point, and uh, if you guys have been listening to the show and you love it, please leave a review on iTunes. I'd be totally grateful of that, 
And uh, if you'd like to call and ask a live question, you guys can call. The number is 818-495-6919. And uh, what else? I think that's kind of it. To learn more about my practice, you can go over to shinenaturalmedicine.com. That's where I have information about how I run my practice. I see patients here in San Diego and all over the country. So if you're looking to get some help, maybe you want to do some testing, get to the root of what's going on, if you want better energy, want to look at maybe getting pregnant at some point, just want to get your hormones balanced or your digestive issues, these are things I see all the time. I'm happy to help and I uh, look forward to working with you. Tonight's show, all about fertility, all about having a healthy pregnancy, having a healthy delivery. I love this topic. I'm nowhere near being a mom. I'm 34, have never been married, no kids, nothing like that. But I love this topic. I would love to at some point when the opportunity presents itself, but I love this topic. I love helping my patients get pregnant. It kind of turned into a little bit of my specialty without really trying to. It's amazing how just working with patients and getting their hormones balanced, detoxing them, getting their nutrient deficiencies turned around, fertility just came as a consequence. I just was getting women pregnant left and right without really trying. And it's because we just got the body healthy and healed the body, you know, and we didn't do any crazy IVF or IUI or any of these things. We just got the body healthy and fertility happened as a result of that. So we talked a little bit about that on the show today. I also have a very good friend of mine joining me, Stephanie Granke. She is an amazing registered dietitian. We actually used to be roommates a while back, <laughs> um, back when her husband was um, overseas in the military. And so she had about a year or so where she was on her own and we became roommates. And it was so fun just having a real food paleo kitchen. And uh, then she joined Shine as our main dietitian, and she still does work with some of our patients, and she's actually up in Monterey now, um, you know, practicing up there, and then hopefully she'll at some point back to Shine, because we do this. So a little bit about Stephanie. Stephanie has recently collaborated with Whole30 to put together a Healthy Mama, Healthy Baby program. It's a video series that gives moms, or soon-to-be moms, the tools of how to have a healthy pregnancy, you know, common uh, issues, common questions. They sift through the research for you and just give you all the facts so you don't have to stress so much. You can just enjoy your pregnancy. That's what it's all about. And she's um, working with Melissa Hartwig on that, and they've really put together a beautiful program, and it's launching very, very soon. So we wanted to give you some um, some heads up on that and um, how to get signed up. So healthy, um, healthy Granky. I was looking at the word healthy right in front of her name. Healthy Granky, Stephanie Granky. She received her undergraduate degree in nutrition science from the University of Wisconsin Green Bay, a master's degree in food science nutrition and health promotion from Mississippi State University, and a personal training certification from National Academy of Sports Medicine. She is a fit for birth pre and postnatal corrective exercise specialist. She also launched RockYourHormones.com. Uh, back in 2009, and so she's been specializing mostly in women's health since then, and she's an active member of her local birth network and frequently collaborates with midwives and uh, childbirth educators, doulas, and lactation consultants. She also co-hosts a podcast called Real Food Mamas, uh, where she shares her experience about how to get pregnant, how she stayed healthy during her pregnancy, and a lot of her own just you know experiences of being a new mom and all the different adventures in the first year of having a baby. We talk about baby-led weaning, postpartum depression, optimizing fertility, all kinds of good stuff. And you can check that out at Real Food Mamas. And we'll learn more about the partner uh, program she's doing with Whole30. And what I love about Stephanie is she's real, you know. She's very authentic. She gets it. She's been there, done that. 
and she's very just honest about her experiences and happy to help. She really genuinely wants to help women have a very smooth transition. And also, she's really about um, not having a fear-based view of pregnancy because with her own story, and she'll share more about that, doctors told her at some point she probably wouldn't have a baby, and she just didn't listen to that, and she went her own route. And that's what I love about Stephanie. She's just, she's, you know, she beats to her own drum, and um, and she, you know, extends a lot of that just love and courage to her patients to listen to their bodies. And, you know, and you don't have to just listen to everything your doctor says as the truth because they're not always right. So really looking forward to bring, bringing Stephanie on. Stephanie, welcome to Dr. Low Radio. Welcome back. Oh, thank you for having me. I love being on your show. I know. It's been a while. And you know what's crazy <laughs> is that your show that you had with me was probably one of the most highly listened to shows, and we didn't really even promote it that much. And it was just one of those topics. It was the Rock Your Hormones show. People loved that show. So you rock it. It's obviously a topic that people really want to hear a lot about. And so we'll dive into it. But I want to first get a little bit of an update on what's going on in your life. So Otto is now how old now? Uh, 13 months. He will be turning 14 months on the 11th of November. Okay. And yeah. What's that been like? I mean, we've barely been able to catch up. It's crazy. I'm so excited to get to see you in a couple of weeks for our um, friend Ilana's wedding. But it's, yeah, like, what's your world like now with this new baby? Oh, it's completely changed. I mean, oh, I don't know if you remember we were, when we were living together, I just, like, I was working all the time, right? I couldn't stop working. Mm-hmm. I would go to work, and then I'd come home and work or watch webinars and, you know, just basically totally type A, had to be doing something. And being a mom has completely changed my viewpoint on the world. I love being a mom. I love taking it slow. I love just looking at the trees and laughing at the silly things. And I feel like I'm a little kid again, uh, being a mom. So it has just been the most refreshing thing, the most refreshing life experience that I could ever have. And I love it. But it's also one of the hardest things that I've ever done. (laughs) Otto is the most amazing baby, but he he definitely took me on a wild ride the first couple of months that, um, you know, after he was born. He didn't sleep very well, which I, is to be expected <laughs> <still>. from a newborn. <laughs> um, but he, you know, he, he he was really great the first six weeks. He never cried, really. He was very easy as a baby. But after those six weeks, Something changed in him, and he, and he just nothing was making him happy. And as a dietitian, you know, I thought maybe it was something in my diet. He was dealing with a lot of reflux, so I thought, you know, there's got to be something going on. So I did a lot of diet changes. I tried to figure out what I could do to make him a happier baby. Um, and so mm-hmm. it was rough three months. Um, and also the first three months, I mean, geez, your your hormones are changing so significantly during that time. Um, yeah. it's, a key, it's a key time for postpartum depression, for the typical baby blues. And so not only was I having this fussy baby, but I was dealing with a lot on my own end. And for sure. sleep deprived. <laughs> yeah. So 
I think I did I talk to you the first couple of months. Um Yeah, I think I saw you soon after I like yeah, and you I think it was oh. it just was a it was a time where I don't I think the hardest part from my experience of observing it was that it was the unknown. So you didn't really know exactly how you should feel oh and it was like kind of feeling like this is maybe how it's going to be forever, you know, but now after having your first and then obviously the next time around, you'll have that knowledge and know what to expect um, that it, right. you know, probably wouldn't be hard, but every baby is different. And that's, you know, I think that's something that moms figure out as they've had more than one child. So, yeah. Nobody can prepare one. you for that either. I mean, people can tell you that it's rough. People can tell you that it's a challenging thing being a parent, but until you live it, you have no idea. And like you said, yeah. every baby baby is so different. Um, so hopefully baby mm-hmm. number two is a little bit nicer those first three months. <laughs> Gives me a break. Yeah. And so it's good. I'm glad you're a little bit more in the clear and you've gotten the groove of things. And, and uh, I'm sure Otto's personality is coming out. And he said he's, like, hilarious. And, you know, you're just getting to discover him each day, what he's like. It's so cool. Oh, yep. Every Every day, every week is completely different. <laughs> but I want well, to know like that. Like, hilarious. Oh, uh, yeah. I, and I think it's important to know because uh, a lot of times, you know, you see the highlights, right? Especially if we're using social media, we see the highlights of the cute babies and the moms that seem like they have it all together. And it, it can make you feel very alone as a mom when you're struggling or things aren't going as smoothly as you thought. Um, And so I think in this day and age, especially we don't have communities and now we're living on social media, parenthood and being a new mom is portrayed in a very different way, in a way that may not fit all parents. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. So I I would, and nobody has to talk about the bad stuff, right? Like like everything on social media is always picture perfect. It's Mm -hmm. not real life. Yeah. So no one's going to share all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're a new mom and you're struggling and you feel like, you know, you're you're a failure as a mom. I felt like a failure as a mom so many times. Uh, you're not. It's just people don't talk about this stuff. And it does mm-hmm. get better. People tell you that, but it does get so much better. Mm-hmm. Let's jump into your experience of your pregnancy. So rewind time back when you – well, actually, yeah. before you do that, share a little bit of your experience of actually getting pregnant because that was a mm-hmm. – that was a – something you really had to take on. It really took something to do that. So give a little bit of your story with that. Sure. So uh, in high school, I had a pretty, I had an eating disorder um, in high school. And then in college, even I struggled. And it was a mixture between, I wouldn't say I was anorexic. I was more um, bulimic. And the type of bulimia that I was experiencing was exercise induced. So I would eat Probably less, definitely less than what I should, but my big thing was I would exercise a couple of hours a day. And mm-hmm. so that completely messed up my hormones, and I struggled with getting my hormones back in balance for a really long time. And I was taking steps. I knew what I had to do, and I was taking steps to get them back on track. I had fully recovered from my eating disorder, but I still was probably working out a little bit too much. I was probably under eating a little bit, um, and I needed some help with supplements and herbs and just relaxing, right? That big Mm -hmm. stress piece was huge because I was, like I said, type A. Um, So I 
put the pieces together and one by one started implementing the health plan that I needed to recover from the hormone imbalance. And finally, I got all the pieces together. And through this time, I, I hadn't had a period for almost two years, right? So it was it was significant. I finally mm-hmm. decided to add the final piece of the puzzle, which was acupuncture. And I had been seeing an acupuncturist for a couple of months and twice a week. And I started seeing a little bit of results. I had a little bit of spotting, and I got really excited about that. And then the next month, I had a period. So this was my first period in almost two years. And was so excited about that. I remember um, it happened when I was at a restaurant, and I went to the bathroom, and I came out, and I had the biggest smile on my face, and my husband looked at me like, did she just take, like, a really good poop, or, like, why is she smiling so big? And it was because I, I had my period. I finally got it back. Well, the yay. next month, <laughs> yay, the next month I didn't. The next month I didn't have another period, and so I actually wanted to just give up. At that time, I was so frustrated because I was doing everything that I thought I needed to do. I was working so hard, and then my progress stalled. But the reason I didn't get a period was because I was pregnant. So that goes well, to show, you know, if you put all the pieces together and you really work for it and, you know, the, the time that you don't think that it's going to happen, it happens, right? Like that seems to be the case. Yeah. So cool. I remember when you first told me I was so excited I could just pee my pants because I knew how much you wanted to, yeah. to get pregnant. So it was such a, such a victory. Um, so mm-hmm. cool. Well, let's jump right into how you felt during your pregnancy. So was it just like a breeze? Did it just feel like every time you woke up, a little bird would land on your hand and you'd sing opera? Did you feel great? Or did you have like morning sickness, wanting to kill everyone, like felt like a train wreck? How did you feel during your pregnancy? <laughs> Keep it real. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first couple of weeks at least, I would say up to probably the time that I told you, I was pretty paranoid that things weren't going to that things weren't going to turn out the way that I wanted to, to be honest with you. So I kind of lived in fear. I had a really hard time accepting that I was pregnant and being excited about it because I didn't want to set myself up for disappointment. And that was really tough. I I don't talk about that a lot, but that was a really hard piece of my pregnancy because you want to be excited, right? You, and I think this happens with a lot of women too, is they're, especially if they've had a miscarriage, it's like such a, hard situation because you you Mm -hmm. don't want to set yourself up for disappointment um so the first but the first trimester and i i i really felt pretty good to be honest with you um (laughs) i i didn't deal with any morning sickness i didn't deal with any food aversions i didn't really have a ton of odd cravings uh, my pregnancy was really smooth and i i i actually battle to say that because I feel I feel guilty on one hand, but I think it's very empowering for women to know that they don't have to feel miserable during their pregnancy, right? Like you could be doing all the right things and it just turns out that you deal with some of these things, but not all yeah. pregnancies are miserable. And that's mm-hmm. uh, that's good to know. For sure. What do you think made the difference for you? Like what did you do to take care of yourself maybe before and during your pregnancy that set you up to have that kind of experience? Well, I think having, 
your blood sugar balance is a huge piece of that, especially with morning sickness. And so I was eating a moderate carbohydrate diet, um, but I wasn't having a whole ton of refined sugars. And so I think having my blood sugar balance, I think exercising. So every day I was moving, um, I was working out in some capacity, whether it was yoga or um, doing fit wall or strength training. Um mm-hmm. I was taking supplements. I was taking a prenatal for over a year. Um, I was mm-hmm. taking a good amount of B6, which can help reduce morning sickness and nausea. Um, I was, I mean, I was with you for a good amount of well, time I before know, then, so I was getting a lot of laughter. Yeah, that was, yeah. You, you are from a medicine. Me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true, like... It's true. I mean, like, being happy and being uh, reducing your stress with going to Whole Foods and just being a little kid with yeah. you, I mean, that was that was healing. <laughs> uh, that's fun. I'm excited to see you when you get out here. Um, cool, yeah. I mean, the cool thing, too, is I saw how much you decided to change your ways because when I first met you, you were definitely go, 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 work mode, type A, and you just decided you had a shift of what was important. You're like, you know what? If I gain some weight, I gain some weight. If this is going to be necessary for my hormones and my fertility to put on some, some weight, then I'm going to do that. And you just did it, you know? Like you ate better, you slowed down, you didn't care as much, and you just took care of yourself. And I'm sure, like, there's always that voice of the ideal woman that comes in, like, oh, you should look like this or look like that. We all have it. But you had a vision of what you wanted, and your goal was health, and it wasn't perfection you know what I mean and that's obviously mm-hmm. what sets that kind of tone for you to be able to get pregnant and it, it, it shows so and I think it also made a difference in you being able to bounce back and recover after you're pregnant so much better um, so but with that said there's always a learning curve and let's kind of take a step back in time if you had done it all over again what like what are things you wish you have, you would have known during your pregnancy or during postpartum during pregnancy, I probably would have taken it, take, well, taken the last month to really enjoy being pregnant instead of rushing the process. And it's hard to do. It's so hard to do. Like when you're just ready to meet your little one, um, you can forget to enjoy the moment. And that's absolutely what I did. So I remember even the last couple of weeks of my pregnancy, I kind of became a hermit because I wanted to have the baby so much that people asking how far along into my pregnancy I was or people making any kind of comments about me being pregnant just made me want to cry. I was so emotional. Mm. And so and people would tell me, you know, enjoy the time with your husband and go out to do dates, um, read books, sleep as much as you can. And I just literally felt bad for myself for the last week or two because I really wanted to meet the baby. I was nervous that I wasn't going to be able to have a home birth. Um, Because if you go over a certain, if if I went over 42 weeks, then I wouldn't have been able to have a home birth. And so I kept thinking worst case scenario. Um, And I know a lot of pregnant women also suffer with, you know, dealing with, with anxiety during that last month or, you know, a little bit of depression or fear. Um, but I would have just enjoyed it because I'm never going to have that time again. Right. Like with baby number two, I'm not going to be able to just lay down and read a book. I'm not going to be able to go on date nights every night with my husband. So as much as you want to meet the baby, 
enjoy the moment. Just really mm. connect with your baby and know that everything is going to be okay. Yeah. Trust the process. Enjoy the process. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. As, and yep. That's, Even that's, if you're that's every stage of life. Yeah. Every stage of life. Totally. Um, anything else? Any, any of this would have done differently during or after pregnancy? Or is that mostly that just kind of slow down and enjoy it? Um, that That's the biggest thing that I would change with pregnancy at number two, besides just ignoring all the unwanted advice. I mean, I got it all the time when I was exercising. People would give me the eye or even make comments like, are you sure you should be here? You know, and and people just don't understand, you know, with with exercise and pregnancy, even the American Congress of Gynecology and Obstetricians say that you can do whatever you were doing before you got pregnant unless it's like downhill skiing or something that mm-hmm. is clearly obvious you shouldn't be doing. Yeah. Um, and so, it's again, with the trusting the process, I slowed down naturally in my second and third trimester. So I think you saw me in my first trimester and then the beginning of my second trimester. And mm-hmm. I was kind of pushing hard, right? Like it, But it felt yeah. good. And my body I was, was used to that. You did it well, and you totally put me to shame. I was like, this pregnant girl oh. next to me totally, <laughs> like if we had been running, you would have just lapped me. It was ridiculous. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. You did the right stuff. But yeah, obviously. I mean that was that was with an evil eye though. I mean I definitely got that. Um yeah. but then yeah, but the second and third I just I just walked for a lot of it or I would do yoga or whatever felt good. And so your body will naturally tell you what you should do. Yeah. So I would have just so ignored all that. You and I both both love food as this and we love studying nutrition, obviously given what we do. In pregnancy, there is some specific nutrients that are especially important. So what are some of those things that women who are listening who are pregnant should maybe consider having more of or women who want to get pregnant? What are some of those nutrients? Yeah, so the obvious ones are going to be, you know, folate or folic acid. Um, I think it's really important to differentiate the two. Um, And your listeners are really smart. They probably, probably already know this. But if there's anybody new to your podcast, um, there's a, a big difference between folic acid that you hear preached to you that you should have as a pregnant woman and folate. So folic acid is the oxidized synthetic form of the vitamin. Your body actually prefers to use folate. And some people actually have a genetic mutation where their body doesn't convert that folic acid into folate and it can cause more harm than good. And the majority of the multivitamins that are out there, the prenatals, contain folic acid. And so you definitely want to make sure that, especially if you're dealing with a genetic mutation, that you're you're consuming the the food-based form of folate, which you can find in leafy greens, um, liver, or you're taking a multivitamin that has folate. So mm-hmm. leafy greens and folic acid are something that women probably already know. But the fat-soluble vitamins are something that aren't talked about very often, and if they are, you know, your doctor warns you about about vitamin A. So the fat-soluble vitamins are vitamin A, D, K2, and vitamin E. And A, D, and K2 are really important for your baby's brain and neurological function, for their uh, facial um, expression, so like facial deformities are seen with a lack of fat-soluble vitamin. 
um, and a whole host of other things. And so vitamin A, D, and K2 are things that you can get in animal products, especially liver, like we said, um, and butter and ghee um, and eggs. So those fat-soluble vitamins are crucial to pregnancy. And, in fact, there is just a, a recent study shown that that vitamin D deficiency is highly correlated with miscarriages. So really important to get those fat-soluble vitamins in. Mm-hmm. Then yeah. bone, bone broth, I mean, that's something that isn't often talked about. It's not going to be in your what to expect when you're expecting books, but bone right. broth can be really healing. Um, it's especially important in the third trimester because that's when the majority of uh, the calcium in mom's body is shuttled into the baby to help build the baby's bones. So bone broth can be really healing. Um, it can be a great substitute if somebody just can't deal with actual animal protein. They can do some bone broth with some uh, collagen or gelatin powder mixed in. That can be really great. Um, and it's, it's important, you know, for a whole host of things like the connective tissue and joint health, and we could go on and on about bone broth, but just know mm-hmm. that that's a great addition. Um, and then I think organ meats, we can't forget about organ meats. Um, liver is really important, really nourishing to both mom and baby. And you liver is probably the here. last thing. Um, I eat about three to four ounces once or twice a week. And if yeah. I couldn't do it, like, you know, in the first trimester, liver is probably the last thing that you want to have. Um, it's not the best tasting unless you mix it. Like, I, if I'm going to eat liver, I have to mix it into other ground meat or add a ton of mayo or aioli or bacon to it to make it taste a little bit better. But if you, yeah. if you can't tolerate liver, then liver capsules are a great option. Yeah. We have little liver fooders here at the clinic. I prescribe them all the time for my anemic patients. I tell them, this is yeah. food as medicine. You may not like the taste, but it's your your cells will sing opera when you eat this. It's going <laughs> to nourish your body. <laughs> I know. Every time they say the word liver, I kind of smile, and I'm like, I know you're probably rolling your eyes. But it can be so helpful for women that are pregnant, too, if they're dealing with anemia, iron deficiency yeah. anemia. Um, just mm-hmm. a few, because it's so concentrated, just a few ounces can really help boost your level without having to deal with all the side effects of taking an iron capsule. Yep. Yeah, and it's loaded with vitamin A and conjugated acid, and that can reduce risk of cancer, and there's many reasons for that. And people get worried, does liver have all these toxins? No, it filters the toxins. It doesn't store the toxins. If you're getting a good, clean source of it, grass-fed, free-range, organic, you're you're good to go. Very good stuff. Cool. I wanted to just say also for the MTHFR, the methylation defects, for any of you ladies who are looking to get pregnant, you got to get that tested. You need to see if you have this methylation issue because it really can make a difference Mm -hmm. with fertility. If you have a methylation defect and you don't address it, you don't actually take the methylated nutrients, your baby, if you do get pregnant, greater risk of autism, greater risk of Down syndrome, ADHD, it's the real deal. You know, spina bifida, um, cleft, cleft lip, all that stuff, because all of those, um, you know, the, the folate is a cofactor to create your DNA and your RNA, which is making your cells in your body and in the baby's body. If it doesn't work properly, you're just not going to have that performation of your baby. 
So really important to test. It's not expensive. I know for our office, if you have insurance, like 40 bucks to do the methylation test, this is as cheap as it comes. And I'll probably get in trouble for saying that I think we get a special price, but that's the price for our patients. And it's, it's just, it's just important to do it. And if you have a methylation defect, it's not like you're just screwed and you're, that's just what you have for life. I mean, you do have that for life because it's your genes, but your genes don't determine what's going to present in terms of your health. It doesn't mean you're going to get a disease. It doesn't mean your baby's going to have a birth defect. It just means that, okay, you have a, a sluggish pathway in your body and you just get to support that pathway and make it work better. So there's lots of ways to do that with supplements. The, the beauty of it, dark leafy greens has methylated folate in it naturally. So yep. it's not like you have to have tons of supplements for it. But knowing is really important because if you have one defect, you know, it can reduce your um, your methylation enzyme by, you know, 30%. Um, if you have the, the two defects, that can reduce it as much as 60%. So what that means is if you take folic acid, you have a 6% less ability to turn that into methylfolate. So you're literally taking a, a very tiny amount of nutrient when you think you're taking the right stuff. So it's really important for fertility to do that. Yeah, and it's not mm-hmm. talked about either. If general mm-hmm. practitioners... Well, very, I, I would doubt that they would bring this up unless you're seeing a naturopathic doctor or an alternative medicine doctor. So yeah. taking the knowledge into your own hands. Yeah, just really, really important. And and also just doing full nutrient testing. It's something I, I check a lot. I know we've done that testing for you. Your nutrients looked awesome. We did the spectral testing for you, and that was, I think you were rocking it. You didn't have any deficiencies, right? It's like a little low in one thing. Yeah, it was like a little bit low in vitamin D and magnesium, but yeah, yeah that's a that's a great test, especially if you're not sure about supplementation, or which things that you should have, or which foods that you should focus on. That can be a uh, a good push to make sure yeah. you're eating well and supplementing appropriately. Totally, and it puts you it puts your mind at ease if you're eating a lot of something to know that it's actually working and your nutrients look good in that area. Um, yeah. So what are, tell me a little bit about this program that you and Melissa put together. It sounds awesome. I'm really excited to check it out. So the Healthy Maybe, Healthy Mama, Healthy Baby program, um, what's it about? What, what, what do you guys talk about? What are some little, um, you can give us some users of things you, you, you have around that. Oh, I'm so excited about this. This is my second baby, I call it, my labor of love. Um, I, Melissa and I, we talked a lot during our pregnancies. So when she was pregnant, she would call me and ask me questions. When I was pregnant, I would call her. Um, I got the okay from her that I wasn't harming my baby by exercising. You know, it just, when you're pregnant, you doubt yourself so much. Even if you know, even if you know your stuff, right, if you are the most, health conscious and educated person, you're going to doubt yourself at some point during your pregnancy. And so what I wanted to do is I wanted to work with Melissa to create a program that was basically one pretty package that include, included everything that you needed to know during your pregnancy in a non-judgmental, non-fear-based, uh, very friendly and informative package. Uh, mm-hmm. And So we put together over 20 videos on topics like exercise, alignment, sleep, nutrition, weight gain, newborn procedures, um, common pregnancy complaints and natural strategies to um, help reduce that or prevent it. 
And with each video, there is a resource and action guide. So if you just want to watch the 2 to 10 minute video, get your information and get out of there, you are more than welcome to do that. If you want to dig a little bit deeper, check out research articles, check out great websites, find books that support the material, then you can dive as deep as you want. And then with each video, there's a simple action step to, to do and to take away from that. Um, and we've created so many different handouts too. So we've created a handout on how to create a meal during your pregnancy that's healthy and nutrient-dense and is going to support you during and after your pregnancy. Um, like I said, with the common pregnancy complaints, like what can you do besides take medication to feel better? There's some really safe and effective remedies, like um, even when you're when you're tired, just making sure you're drinking enough water. Maybe putting some trace minerals in your water. Um, maybe making sure you're having enough protein. You know, there's there's a lot of things that you can do um, to feel better, and we want to make sure that you get all the information that you need. And the other beautiful thing with this program is it, we want to support a community of moms. And so luckily, you know, mm -hmm. both you and I, we live in California, and we're surrounded by like-minded, holistic um, people. But in other parts of the country, I mean, if I lived – back where I grew up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, there's not, there's probably not, and I could be wrong because I haven't been there in a while, but a ton of people that are doing home births, um, tons of people that are doing maybe a paleo or a whole food style diet. You know, it's just we want to make sure we are catering and we're supporting women all throughout the U.S. and really all throughout the world and making sure that they know that there's other moms cheering them on and, want them to have a really healthy pregnancy and not feel judged. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I know. It's like if you decide to do a home birth and you're in an area where it's all hospital births, they're going to just think that you're just such a bad mom. And, you know, it's like you're this hippy-dippy yeah. person and all these emergencies that can happen. Yeah, so it can be really tough for sure. And to be honest with you, I don't know. If I if I wasn't living in California, if I was living back in Wisconsin, I have no idea if I would be into all this either. Right. Right? Like I wouldn't I wouldn't know half of the things that I would because California is just so so common to mm -hmm. look into this stuff. So I feel very blessed that I got to come out to California and I want to be able to share that with people all over the world so they have all the information they need. Yeah, totally. So when is this thing launched? Today, when it comes out? Well, I'm sure you remember from opening up Shine that you got to add two months to everything that you planned <laughs> for release. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But we're we're thinking probably early November, um, but but definitely November it'll be released. Right now, the information page is out there, so yeah. it gives you. The video, the introduction video about what this program all entails, and then a little bit of information about what's included and that's at mamas m a m a s dot whole thirty dot com. But yep, you can sign up for the, the newsletter there and then you'll find out for sure you'll be the first to know when it's launched. Cool. So if you guys want to get notifications of when it comes out, you'll be the first one to know. Go over to mamas a m a s dot whole thirty dot com. Cool. So I have a question about one of the things you guys listed on this um all the different shirts page about placenta encapsulation. So for people who don't know what that is, what is that? Did you do it? What's, what's that all about? 
Yeah, um, that was actually probably the hardest video to record of the series because the one of the videographers thought it was disgusting, and every time I would start to talk in the video, she would make this gag face, and so I literally had to do that video at least 15 times because she would make the face and I would start laughing and then I'd be able to make it through one part and then I would talk about something else and she would make a gag face and so that took a long time but I did do placenta encapsulation and I swear by it I mean I don't have another pregnancy to compare it to but I my recovery was really fast my mood and energy stabilized um I was I was feeling pretty good. I remember actually like a week or two after Otto was born. I don't know if it was because I was running on adrenaline, but I was like, I can't wait to get back to kettlebell class. Like I was just feeling awesome. So I, so placenta encapsulation, what it is in a nutshell, it's a, a Chinese medicine practice where they take the placenta and then typically there's multiple ways to do this, but you would boil it in a bunch of herbs and then you would dehydrate it, and then you would grind it into a powder and then put it into capsules. And then the mom would take capsules. Um, you know, it's gonna, The amount of capsules she gets is going to depend on the size of her placenta, but you would just take capsules every day postpartum. Mm-hmm. And there's no scientific studies. There's no, like, double-blind placebo-controlled studies. Um, but it's not going to hurt and there's definitely a large population of women that swear by it. Mhm. Yeah, every woman who I've ever met who who has done it, they're a big fan and they swear it made a big difference. So, yeah. Get your hippie yep. on, y'all. Try it out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I love it. I'm definitely doing it for baby number 2. But yeah, you do get you do to get that look from people. Like, are you serious? You have that in your refrigerator? Because we <laughs> we had my placenta, it raw placenta in the refrigerator um, for a while until the the lady came and did it. So it was actually oh. nice because I had a placenta encapsulation specialist come to my house to put it into the capsules, and she completely cleaned our kitchen. Like it was shiny and. <laughs> Then she did the encapsulation, and then she cleaned it again. So I'm like, maybe I'll just hire you again just to come clean my kitchen. Yeah, she was great. And I, all I had to do was lay in bed the entire time. She let herself in, she did it, and she left. So it was great. I feel like I want to have a placenta for her to encapsulate just to come clean my kitchen. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. (laughs) She was great. She used, like, all natural cleaning products, too. Nice. All right. That's cool. So are you still breastfeeding currently? I am. Yep. I'm really proud of that too. I it's tough. Breastfeeding in addition to new motherhood was one of the most challenging things that I've ever done. And you wouldn't expect that. I mean, maybe if you've been around other moms that have struggled, but I know myself and a lot of other moms think that it's just something that you do, right? The baby comes out, you put the baby on the boob and you're good. But they there's so many factors that can hinder your ability to successfully breastfeed. And it can be extremely emotional. Um, it was it was, it was, was really, really tough. Um, I'll just put it like, like that. I had a t- <laughs> what was that? I think you're getting like a flashback. I, I, I heard the voice, you know, the breath. It's like, wow, like you, you know, thought about how, how it was really challenging. Was it like him latching on or was it just like wow. producing enough milk? 
Um, it was never the milk production. I think I would say a large majority of moms doubt their ability to make enough milk. Um, but usually, usually your supply is okay um, as long as you keep the baby to the boob as often as possible. Um, but for me, it was you know what? It was lack of self confidence more than anything. So I, in the first day. Of or a couple of days after your baby is born, you have colostrum, right? And mm-hmm. the baby only needs a couple of drops of colostrum. And so it's not like you are flooding your baby with tons of milk right away. You don't really right. feel it. You may not even see it in their mouth. And so not being able to objectively see that I was giving him milk or colostrum made it tricky. Like it was a mind game. I'm like, is he okay? Is he doing all right? Um, so that part was tough. And then I had a lactation consultant come to my house and she was very clinical. And I mean, she, she was great at her job, but our personalities didn't click. And so when she came, she like looked at my nipple and marked down a couple of lacerations and she was just, she was, you know, like I said, acting very clinical and I felt judged. I felt like I wasn't doing it right. Cause I had these lacerations, not that they hurt, but like they just, he hadn't latched on appropriately a few times in the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. And she made me doubt myself and that my ability yeah. to do it. Um, uh-huh. I was I was pretty much laying down and nursing him because I wanted to relax in the postpartum period. I spent like the first month laying in bed and just really healing. So I was used to side nursing him. And when she came, she wanted me to nurse him in the cradle position, which I wasn't used to doing. So after she left, my confidence in beating him just went away completely. Like, I really doubted myself. And even though he was getting enough milk and we had a great breastfeeding relationship, I couldn't get over that experience with her. And mm-hmm. that's one thing I would that's one thing I would really have moms consider is interviewing a few lactation. If you plan on breastfeeding, formula, that's totally your choice too, and that's great. But if you plan on breastfeeding, hire a lactation consultant before you give birth and become comfortable with that person because granted you'll receive a lactation consultant in the hospital. They are very busy. You may not click with their personality and especially in that very emotional and hormonal time period after birth, you want to make sure that you have um, somebody that you know and trust and can support you and build your confidence because, yeah, breastfeeding is a time of a lack of self-confidence for a lot of women. So, yeah, yeah that would be my piece of advice is either go to La, um, La Leche League meetings, become mm-hmm. familiar with breastfeeding, what it looks like, what the struggles are, and get a lactation consultant, feel supported, and you'll set yourself up for success that way. Yeah, it's the whole art and science. It's good. It is. Good advice. Well, you you still breastfeeding. Obviously, you're you're very focused on eating healthy as you do normally. So, my last question is: be very curious to hear what you ate today. Uh, okay. Well, Otto and I typically share food. Uh, he's so he's breastfeeding, but he's also eating regular food. So, Otto and I, I'll just tell you what we had. <laughs> we had um, venison roast, and so my husband is from Wisconsin, and his dad is a hunter and so when we went to Wisconsin for um Otto's first birthday we 
bring we brought back um I don't know if that's legal so I probably shouldn't say this but we brought back um a deer um and so we had venison roast with vegetables so broccoli um cauliflower carrots I actually posted a picture of it today on my Instagram um so we shared cool. that for breakfast and then for lunch I I'm pretty much I eat the same thing all the time. So lunch I had just a big salad um, with chicken on it, some beets, some walnuts, some balsamic and olive oil, um, and I gave Otto parts of that. So he had a little bit of the chicken uh, beets. Um, didn't give him any of the nuts, um, but he had some more vegetables. He eats he eats more than some adults I know. This kid packs it down. <laughs> oh, and butternut squash. Yeah, butternut squash too. Um, and then he usually snacks in between meals. So he had some. What did he have today? Oh, coconut flakes. He had some coconut flakes. He loves those. He has um, a squeezy pouch. I do those every now and then just because he loves it. So we do an organic squeezy pouch that's mostly vegetables. Some of them are just sugar bombs, but we try to pick the ones that have more vegetables and fruit. Um. And then for dinner, I made this really good lasagna soup. So it doesn't have noodles in it, but it tastes like lasagna. Yeah, it's awesome. So we had that, and then he picked out some ground beef out of the the soup, and he had some, like, tomatoes and other parts of the soup. So we do baby led weaning. He just picks pieces of whatever I eat and feeds himself instead of purees. Yum. I just pulled up Instagram to look at your your picture. That's cool. So. I love that you have the typical breakfast food. You just have right up dinner for breakfast. It's awesome. Oh, yeah, that's pretty much always the case. It's either eggs or leftovers. Yeah, you can just, you know, all you guys listening, you don't need to have breakfast food for breakfast. Just kind of rewire that. We're just so programmed to eat eggs, you know, smoothies only. Like, you can have other foods. Um, Just just an adjustment, but, but, yeah, that's awesome. Cool stuff. Well, we flew through almost an hour. I can't believe that. Was there anything else you wanted to share with our listeners? Um, anything at all? You know? um, my biggest piece of advice is whatever you need to, whenever you make a decision during your pregnancy, you need to think from top down. And so you want to gather all the information that you can and process that in your head. Not too much, though. (laughs) Don't read too many books. But gather the information. (laughs) And then ultimately, when it comes to make a choice, listen to your gut. Because mother's intuition is so strong. And we tend to override that with what our friends and family and the media tells us we should do. So every decision that you make when you trust your gut, it's going to be the right thing. So that's what I would say during pregnancy easy to get caught up in all the commotion. Um, And then for parenting, um, I'm not a parenting expert, (laughs) but it's it's such a touchy topic whenever you're talking about parenting advice. But the way I make decisions as a parent is I ask myself three questions. And this is something I got from, um, I believe, Pinky McKay, who is an author that I really like. Um, Yeah, her name is Pinky. (laughs) um, Love her already. (laughs) it's um you know is it safe like is what i'm doing safe is it respectful and does it feel right and if you ask yourself those three questions no matter if it's 
you know, sleep training, no matter if it's, you know, how you discipline your toddler, whatever you're facing, just ask yourself those questions because you're going to get flooded with advice from people and you just need to do what's right for you and your family. Mm-hmm. Totally. I love it. Yay, Steph. Well, thanks oh, for yay. Having it, imparting your knowledge and sharing, you know, some of your intimate details and adventures with us. I appreciate it. And thanks for helping to kick off another, you know, series of podcasts and to get back out there. So it's a good way to start it off. And um, lots of love. Excited to see you very, very soon. And go and love on Otto and I will and Brian. <laughs> and I'll see you real soon. Oh, thank you. All right. Thank you. Take care. Bye. All right, you guys. Make sure to check out mamas.realfood or no, sorry, mamas.whole30.com and get signed up for the new program. And um, I'll be checking it out too. Enjoy your night, you guys. Check me out, shinenaturalmedicine.com. You can also sign up for the free ebook over at drlaurennoble.com called Wired But Tired. It's how to set up your day so you actually have the energy at the end and you're not feeling wiped out. I love you guys. I missed you. I'll see you guys next week. We're going to have Krista Arecchio on the show to talk about um, how to have a healthy pregnancy after age 30. So we're going to continue the fertility conversation. It'll be lots of fun. So check you guys next week. Bye. North Pole Hotline, Mrs. Claus here. My holiday shopping list is so big, I can't wait for Black Friday. Get to Old Navy's biggest sale of the year starting tomorrow. Old Navy? Beat the crowds for 50% off your entire purchase. 50% off? Plus, this Friday only, Old Navy's famous cozy socks are just a buck in stores. Old Navy's giving $1 for every pair sold up to a million dollars to boys and girls clubs. So I can do good, look good. And get 50% off your entire purchase at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1121 to 1123. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Cozy socks valid 1123 in stores only. Limit 10. North Pole Hotline, Mrs. Claus here. My holiday shopping list is so big, I can't wait for Black Friday. Get to Old Navy's biggest sale of the year starting tomorrow. Old Navy? Beat the crowds for 50% off your entire purchase. 50% off? Plus, this Friday only, Old Navy's famous cozy socks are just a buck in stores. Old Navy's giving $1 for every pair sold up to a million dollars to boys and girls clubs. So I can do good, look good. And get 50% off your entire purchase at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1121 to 1123. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Cozy socks valid 1123 in stores only. Limit 10.